Welcome to Building Conversations, a construction podcast powered by the STO Building Group. On today's episode, STO Building Group's Vice President of Benefits, Compensation, and Special Projects, Abby Klein, dives into the topic of mental health in construction with trained psychotherapist and lecturer Beth Glanville and Structure Tone London's Sustainability Manager, Rosanna Hart. Hi, and welcome to Building Conversations, the STO Building Group podcast. I'm Abby Klein, Vice President of Benefits, Compensation, and Special Projects at STO Building Group and co-chair of STOBG's Wellbeing Committee. Today, I'm happy to be talking about the increased focus on mental health and workplace well-being across our industry and particularly at Structure Tone London. Our two guests today, Structure Tone London Sustainability Manager, Rosanna Hart, and trained psychotherapist and lecturer, Beth Glanville. Well, let's start. Rosanna, we can ask you to just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your role and your background and what kind of led you to your commitment to well-being at Structure Tone. Yeah, of course. Hello. As I said, I'm Rosanna Hart and I'm a sustainability manager for Structure Tone London. Um, and part of my role is obviously looking after our environment and, and our community, but a big part of that is also our people. Um, and I think mental health is probably one of the biggest parts of looking after our people, not just from a business perspective in terms of making sure everyone's happy and productive and all those things, but just as a compassion. And um, it's just really important to us as a business that are not only our employees, but also our sites. Thanks, Rosanna. And Beth, how did you come to work with Rosanna and Structure Tone London? Hey, hi. So, yes, my name is Beth. Um, I came to Structure Tone in the autumn of 2020 when the COVID pandemic was in full force. I'm a trauma specialist psychotherapist and I'm a lecturer and I'm actually doing a doctorate in trauma psychotherapy. Um, but I'm also a mental health and well-being consultant and I have long experience of working with improving mental health in the workplace which I do because this is where we can support many people that the psychological professions may not classically reach um, because many individuals in the workplace may not reach out for more traditional forms of psychological support, such as psychotherapy and counselling. So I'm driven to reach and support these kinds of individuals in my work um, because we can really get to people who we may not get to um, if we're just working within the consulting room. Great. Thank you, Beth. I can add that from a STOBG-wide initiative, we are really trying to meet our employees where they are when it comes to well-being. As you said, Beth, many people don't reach out, and we have to reach them, especially now in the post-pandemic environment. Um, some people are, are really coming back to work in full force, and, and other people are a little bit hesitant, let alone any of the internal or external struggles they may have had throughout and as we come up on the holiday season, it's always a time when those people who are suffering um, may be a little bit more hesitant to reach out. So I'm glad, Beth, that you're working with Rosanna and Structure Tone uh, London um, to help reach those people. Rosanna, can you give us some background on the history of mental health in our industry and how you guys have really worked to uh, attack the, the suicide rate or uh, mental illness in the industry? Yeah, of course. So unfortunately, the construction industry actually has the highest suicide rate of any profession in the UK. And more than 80% of construction workers have experienced stress at work. 
we've not we've not had any cases ourselves on any of our, our, our sites or anything like unfortunately like that but it's just something that as an industry we're really really aware of it's very common knowledge that this is unfortunately the case and we find that part of the issues is that um as you said most of the people who are struggling with mental health traditionally do not seek or express their feelings to others we work in a traditionally male-dominated world in construction and um, so it's been really important to us as employers to cultivate a workplace environment in which our workers feel supported um, and comfortable discussing mental health um, issues and also to kind of you know break down that traditional um, approach to to speaking out really. Beth I know that your your work is is really more generic than within the construction industry but when you did start to work with Rosanna and and the office in London was there anything that you needed to do differently to tailor your message to the construction industry or to Structure Tone London? It's so important when coming into a new industry or organization to get to know the culture of a place and to get to understand the people that you're working with. That's absolutely key. And I can't stress that enough. You know, you could have all the psychotherapy qualifications that you can get um, and you can have experience in all sorts of other industries but if you're not meeting as has already been said if you're not meeting your people where they're at if you're not getting to know an organizational culture if you're not getting to start to embed yourself within the practices of that culture and understand the people that you're working with then you know you may as well not bother (laughs) to be honest Um, so for me it was really starting to get to um understand a bit about the background of the construction industry, a bit about how the the organisation works with employees and the contractors that they work with, and getting to to know the people who come to the sessions that I hold um, and start to connect with individuals. And that's what's really important um, when working within any industry, I believe. Thank you, Beth. Rosanna, maybe you can speak to how the increase in mental health awareness across the globe has impacted the way our industry approaches these types of issues. Yeah, of course. So I think the general increase in um, you know mental health awareness has definitely helped to reduce the stigma, um, and it's allowed us to really have the ability to have open conversations around mental health. So there's been a shift away from you know traditional construction practices, I think, and also we're seeing a massive increase in you know our clients as well so they're targeting accreditations like well and fit well which obviously have a huge amount of um focus and emphasis on mental health and i think what's important is that the people who build those spaces also look after their mental health and we apply the same standards as we wish to deliver to our clients to our to our, our own staff as well and um, so i definitely think that's helped the movement particularly within our, within our industry um around mental health that's great rosanna I would say that it's the same in the United States. Um, We're starting to see massive communication campaigns and resource campaigns um, with many of our trades, our unions, um, as well as our owners, and certainly our general contractors to make sure that everybody on our job site is aware of the resources that are available to them and start to normalize these conversations when somebody is not feeling okay, you know, we want to make sure that we take care of them to the best of our ability, whether somebody's dealing with an addiction, um, drugs, alcohol, um, prescription drugs. Maybe they started with just an injury and that has led to some dependency issues. How can we help them get back 
so that they're feeling good physically as well as mentally and emotionally. We've even started to work with many individuals who are feeling stressed about finances and some financial well-being. And then stress, of course, all of these issues that people are dealing with with stress and, and the mental um, stigma that comes with all of the stress, stress related to jobs, stress related to family and relationships, stress related to their children being home from school or them going back to school. So there's just so much that um, people are dealing with and we can't necessarily get inside their heads, um, but we want them to be able to feel free and come forward and, and talk about it just like they would any of their other struggles. What's Bird Structure Tone London's focus on mental health, Rosanna? You know, our focus around mental health started you know, a little while ago now before COVID. And, you know, we've always been committed to making a difference. And I think what spurred that was when we, you know, we signed our um, building mental health charter. And that kind of really laid the framework for the initiatives that we've kind of started on. And so like training around site, we've we've also had a lot of mental health first aiders being trained internally as well, so that people um, are able to spot any issues that they come and, and, and able to provide the advice, you know, to, to seek help or, 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 or offer the support that they need. And that's sort of extended into carrying out awareness talks, just because we recognise the importance of mental health and within our industry. But I think within, uh, with the recent coronavirus uh, lockdowns, it just became more and more apparent that people could be struggling, I think, quite quickly. Um, and I think with the lack of social interaction that lockdown brought, um, and the dividing of our sites from those you know that were able to work from home, um, it was really important for us to reach out to someone like Beth to help us develop our mental health and wellness plan, and um, that you know was adapted to those changes. So um, what we wanted was for people to be able to help each other open up um, about what's going on beside the typical pressures from projects that, that we we were aware that they can bring, but we also wanted to be able to give our employees the um, the coping mechanisms and the tools and actually the confidence really to bring um, to bring up any openly bring up these any any issues that they have. Rosanna, that's great, and what a great word to use the confidence to bring up any issues that they might have. I like the word confidence. Um, courage might be another one. So thank you for that. Maybe we'll start with Beth on this one. Um, what has Structure Tone done to support workers' mental health during and post-pandemic? So as, as I mentioned, um, I came on board about a year ago, actually, and I've been offering bi-monthly mental health and well-being webinars, uh, webinars for obvious reasons, to staff at Structure Tone. So um, these have been running on a drop-in basis. So I've been running the same session three times a day. On the, on the days that I run them to catch as many staff as possible, where I've been covering topics with staff such as stress awareness, building resilience, self-care, sleep hygiene, getting active. And generally, I'll give a bit of information and we'll be, they'll be very discursive. We'll, we'll talk um, and have discussion around a topic. Um, staff members can ask questions, um, share as much or as little experience as they want to. But I do encourage attendees to participate. Um, I do like attendees to check in with just how they're doing, again, with as much or as little as they want to say, but just to get a sense of kind of collegiality and as well being a part of a group rather than me kind of talking at people. Sometimes we've actually used the sessions to do something fun together. So we've had quizzes around holiday times, um, or there was a time I organised a scavenger hunt. So people had to run off and find certain objects around their house and then be the first back to their computer. And somebody actually had um, a child present who got involved as well, which was 
which is great fun. And and this is great because you see actually well-being in action. So rather than just talking about it, we're actually doing it, which is something that I think is really important. Within that vein, we've done quite a lot of little bits of mindfulness and little meditation exercises as well, which staff have reported are really helpful just to have that moment to stop. Because again, we can get very locked into talking about a lot of this stuff and they're not actually actually doing it. Um, so we've done little physical kind of chair based exercises as well in some of the sessions to get people moving and um, really in contact with with starting to feel differently right in that moment. Staff who have attended have said that they found not only the content of the sessions useful and stuff that they will take away and actually put into practice, but they've really got a lot from seeing and linking up with colleagues where they had been used to seeing people more regularly, maybe on a daily basis. And at times have just really enjoyed being around their peers and and having a laugh, which is great because it links in with the evidence um, from neuroscience about the benefits of social interaction to good mental health. So even when we're doing those things that are fun, and I say that like it's a bad thing, which is absolutely not. But like I say, we've actually got good mental health and we're building our well-being in, in action at those times. And what I've been really impressed with, actually, is that I've had some attendees reporting that they're attending sessions to get a sense of how their peers are faring. So it's really encouraging to hear that staff, that individuals are actually looking out for each other. And that wasn't something that I particularly expected when I started the sessions. So that was great to hear. And it's also provided an opportunity where people have actually felt that they can reach out. And perhaps I've stayed online just to support an individual after a session or somebody's contacted me outside of session so there's been that open door as well where I can just um, support somebody or signpost somebody onto other support even when necessary. Yeah and I just think just to add on that from obviously as a, someone who would be part of those sessions from an employee perspective rather than leading it I mean I can definitely attest to the fact that you know I think after a session you might have a call from a few people saying <laughs> You're right. And it's definitely engaging on that communications, um, which I think has been really, really nice. And something I think as well is that we during, um, you know, quite limited to a lot of the things that we would normally, you know, catch up on a personal level would be social events in person, um, which obviously we became massively limited to. So we tried to come up with some things to kind of distract, but also, you know, just to do some of the things that we don't normally do. So we, we did a pass the baton event uh, virtually and what that was was for 48 hours straight everyone had to be running at a certain point so there's always somebody running and you pass the baton to the next person so and we had this giant whatsapp group and I think there was a majority of the staff were involved on that one and your, your phone would be pinging at two in the morning three in the morning four in the morning where it was they were passing that that baton and and like the, the feedback we had on that was just like it just really further supported um what we were trying to do with Beth and just you know post-pandemic just in terms of what we're trying to do to continue that support. We've just had a number of engagement groups off the back of the sessions, people returning to work, continuing to work with Beth to find opportunities to continue to support mental health, adapt to the, the changing coming back, um, and just you know find opportunities to continue other, all the other kind of fun building and events and social stuff as well. Perhaps I should just add in that I did do my first first face-to-face sessions in September for um, Suicide Prevention Day as well. So it was really great to actually come into um, into site, into offices and actually meet people face-to-face for the first time and provide those sessions off screen for the first time, which was rather nice. That sounds great. And uh, I love the fact that um, so many of your employees seem so engaged in the activities and are open to, to discussing in a group setting or in an individual setting as they see fit 
whether it's for something that's fun like a scavenger hunt or for a meaningful session that can help themselves or, or their colleagues. Um, so many times people talk about it and create awareness, which is great. That's a great place to start. But action um, really makes people feel better. Some of the things that I have started to try and introduce here, um, we have our safety moments that kick off our meetings. So I always try to put a mindful moment in instead of a safety moment, because I think when, when people are mindful, they are safe. So it's just a, a great way to kind of bring our safety functions as, as well as our well-being functions together. Rosanna, how has the leadership of the London office helped reinforce the message that mental health is a top priority? Yeah, so the fact that we're doing all these initiatives just shows how much like the, the massive full support that we've really had from all levels and everyone, including the senior management team, who've been a great support for us. And I think part of that is them attending some of the sessions themselves and having that presence and having those conversations that you might not normally would have had the opportunity to have, I think, in a group session. And I think what we've noticed in terms of reinforcing that message is the support and the outcome of those sessions. So I think we've definitely seen an increase in, you know, internal communications around mental health. And in terms of our leadership, they've all operate on an open door policy. And I think now, you know, people are probably actually taking them up on that and uh, which is probably quite it's quite nice to see that's great so what do you think is next for mental health in our industry so I definitely think we're going to obviously be continuing our commitment to making a big difference to our support and to supporting our staff within our industry there's a lot of research going on into what we can do and what the issue is and and I think that's really important for us to to align with research to make sure that we are making as best impact that we can and just being, I think, proactively in the space is, is, is really important to be to, to keep an eye on what we can do. And I think, what, you know, it was mentioned before about getting up and doing the chair exercises and stuff like that. I think now that we're able to get move away from some of the more virtual events, which I think we are, we're still obviously engaged with, we're trying to align our mental health program with our healthy living program as well. So we've just started a... Um, that free exercise classes with our local gym. Last week we had someone come in and do like a combination of yoga and tai chi um, <laughs> in one of the meeting rooms, which was really interesting to do in the, in the afternoon. And I think that's just further kind of just shows really what we're trying to what we're trying to achieve here, and by bringing down some of those um, you know those barriers that might be traditionally there. And and uh, yeah, it's been really good. That's great. It's great for your physical health as well as your mental health um, with that one, especially around the holidays, right? You can go out, exercise, help focus your mind, and also burn off some of the extra calories that we're consuming at the holiday season. Exactly. I think I heard a statistic somewhere. It was like, I think nobody ever does exercise and regrets it, obviously, unless they hurt themselves or something like that. But it's something that just makes you feel good. So, yeah, it's been really important to us to kind of you know, do everything that we can. I was just going to add in there, Abby, that I'm in the process of developing a mental health and wellbeing plan for Structure Tone um, in London to take us through the whole of next year, the whole of 2022. So we are going to continue to offer the mental health um, wellbeing webinars, but they're going to be quarterly so that we can increase our focus now on bringing people together. Because Rosanna has said, you know, 
want to bring people together socially as, as, as was done before the um, pandemic. So um, I'm hesitant to say too much at the moment because the plan hasn't been finalised. But my hope is that we can arrange more team building days, social events. Um, I would like to include some training around um, enhancing, developing and enhancing a really good mental health culture across the company at both an employee and a managerial level, if possible, um, and potentially host some events with guest speakers so that it's not just people listening to me all the time. And as I've said, ensure that we do actually focus on the kind of the doing of the well-being, not simply just the talking about it. But obviously, a lot of that is already in place, um, as you've heard of Rosanna um, as well. So that's what we're kind of looking at going forwards into next year as well. And that's really exciting. As we've mentioned a few times throughout our session today, as we're headed into the holidays, you know, it's, it's a happy time for a lot of people, um, but it also is a time where other people are struggling. So um, we just like everybody to know that we're here to, to help. And if, if somebody doesn't feel so comfortable with what's going on around them, that they can reach out for support, whether it's to a coworker or a leader, um, there's a number of resources out there for everybody as they get through the holiday season. And uh, really looking forward to what Structure Tone London has ahead for us so we can all learn from your experience and start putting some of those great sessions throughout all of STO Building Group. Well, thanks for a really great session today, Rosanna and Beth. We've learned so much and uh, we really thank you for your time and expertise and sharing your experience with everybody. Yes, thank you for having me today. It's been a pleasure. It's really good speaking with you. Of course. Thank you so much for inviting us. And um, I'm really looking forward to continuing it all on within the committee. Um, so that should be exciting. Thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, you are not alone. When seeking mental health services, your general care physician or general practitioner, GP, is always a great place to start. If for some reason this option isn't possible, there are plenty of online resources available to you. For those based in the United States, you can find support through the National Alliance on Mental Health's helpline at nami.org help. If you're tuning in from the United Kingdom or Ireland, you can visit lighthouseclub.org get help now. Canadian listeners can find local resources through crisisservicescanada.ca. And these are just to name a few. Thank you for listening to Building Conversations. We wish you a happy and safe holiday season.